What's up, everybody? This is Nathan. Want to take a second to talk to you guys before the podcast starts. Just want you to know there are going to be some audio glitches in the first 20 or 30 minutes that we couldn't help. It's just due to us recording remotely, and there's some latency and feedback when we're recording like that. We're working it out. We're trying to get better day by day, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Cue the intro. Shout out to the technology. This is awesome. You were about what an hour away from me right now. We're recording hip. like we're in the same room. Yep. It's, it's different, but um yeah, I, mean, I kinda I mean, like it. Nothing beats a face to face conversation though. Yeah, nothing's gonna beat that. Especially like, you know, just the body language and the whole yeah. you know. What you been up to these last few that. days? Man, I just got back coming from the beach. Um had a good time. Needed a little like a mini vacation for myself. Been working a lot, so that was fun. Uh, I just uh, finished my first five week class. So I just finished physics, but I start uh, organic chemistry on Monday, so it's gonna not be good. God, you made a lot of people. You made yeah, a lot of people's hey, brain. Physics was a joke. Physics. I got a ninety-seven. It makes on my, my brain. Class. Like that class was really easy, actually. Ladies and gentlemen. Nobody has this guy's brain when it comes uh, to physics. It really, I mean, oh, you made that sound so me. easy. It just made intuitive sense. I never studied. Like, I studied for the final by, like, glossing over my notes for 30 seconds and then going into it. And that's not normal for most college classes, for sure. Yeah, it, it's been, it was the oh, easiest no, college class we've ever taken. And before I took it, everybody was like, oh, this is hell. It's the worst class. But hey. Wow. I guess I just have a natural aptitude to physics. But Yeah, I mean a ninety seven? Sheesh, bro. Like I mean this order in college, though, you know. It's gonna be a problem. I feel. The whole Orgo Chem class in five weeks online. Yeah. It just sounds bad. I'm not looking forward to it. Did you get sunburned to the beach? Oh man. I did actually. Um, sunscreen. Uh, FPS you know, ten thousand. Really put that on. I don't know why. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's and honestly, like it was only like eighty two. I don't think someone has to do with the heat. In, so. No, but you know how you know them hot days. You know what I'm saying? Like in Arizona, it'd be like ninety nine. You go outside, you gonna get a slight tan. You feel me? When have you been to Arizona? Well, I lived before? in Florida. I don't remember this. I lived in Orlando. No. Uh, you don't? Oh, uh, yeah. It was in um, second grade. Uh, I remember a lot about it. I lived in Orlando, actually. Well, it was considered Kissimmee, but it was like 10 minutes from Orlando. Um, But, yeah, dude, it used, to be, it used to be like 104 out there, and there was like some days you'd step outside and you'd so have to walk Kissimmee, right back Florida, inside Florida, not Kissimmee, Florida? Wow. Kissimmee. Look, look, look it up, fam. Man. Yeah. So, if anybody lived in Florida, listening in, um, they can uh quote me on that. About I think it's probably humid it more than it's hot. Yeah, 
Just about like good luck playing basketball outside because, bro, you're not going to last a five on five. Right. Oh, speaking about basketball, you know, the right. NBA might be coming back. I don't know. The NBA, oh, if, quote, if Braun's playing, we okay. are playing, but we're going to have to see about that. I hope my man King James is playing. If LeBron says he's playing. Really According do. to Patrick Beverly, if LeBron says he's playing, everybody's playing. But I don't know about that. I guess we'll see. That's one topic we got. What else we got today? We got uh, – you going to teach people about the meat? Pause. Pause. That sounded real bad. That sounded real bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hold up. <laughs> oh, my God. Josh is a meat cutter, and he is going to teach us about the different cuts of yes. meat. Yes. He's not going to teach us about the meat, though. That's sus. No, that's a whole different topic. Uh, I'm actually I don't I'm just not having conversations with anybody. I think I'll just you know, keep that to myself. Okay. But anyways, yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about um, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna go over like the steaks and stuff and like you know those cuts them. and like what you what I would recommend getting you how to I just yeah how steak. to cook them and go to the grocery store and stuff like that. Bro, if you ain't cooking medium rare, ain't right. Facts. But we're gonna get into that later. Uh huh. Um. But someone's going to talk about, you know, shadow yeah, real meat. surgeon. Pause. Pause. The real meat. Yeah. Yeah, that's pause. You got to pause that, too. That yeah. should be interesting. Nathan's going to talk about I that. It's been a week or two last time shadowing a surgeon, among other people in the medical profession. That was definitely an experience. We're going to be talking all about that. And that's, uh, it, it'll blow your mind, for sure, because it blew mine. It definitely blew my mind. I mean, it's definitely an experience you're never going to forget. Let's just be honest. Really thankful for it, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I feel like most people could get that opportunity if they wanted to. Like, it's not, honestly, not that hard to shadow a doctor. Like, you just got to ask. Well, facts, facts. But, hey, we can talk about how to to, get a doctor to shadow with. Because it's really not as hard as intimidating as people think it is. But we have the most important topic first. It is the most important topic if. It's probably the most important topic we ever talked about, or ever will talk about. Yeah, everyone. That topic is the art, probably the pure art skill. The Picasso, the Picasso, Da Vinci, something other. I I don't even know. Oh, I don't even know. Some Van Gogh. It is the art of sliding DMs, and it is brought to you by an expert in the art, Mr. Josh, right here. No, I'm not going to say that, but it's definitely a broad topic we are going to discuss. He's an expert, people. Don't let and, him stop. Stop um, it. Nah, I, don't let Nathan fool you. He's the quiet guy, but he's definitely, you know, got a little juice. But, yeah, that's definitely going to be a broad it's topic. not just for the fellas, too. We're going to um, talk about ladies podcast. and tell you how to slide in the DMs. Oh, yeah, men and women, uh, you're going to hear, you know, different perspective, you know. And honestly, I'm willing to learn from the female perspective because I don't know everything, just like all those guys all right. are confused all Hit the time. Up. About Tell us what we're doing wrong. Probably so, everything, to be honest. We do not do take we need responsibility for getting you rejected you, and embarrassed, but it's going to happen regardless, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, like, fellas, don't ask for a kick because we oh, are not in wow. that generation I forgot anymore. that even existed. If you if you it, yeah, if y'all know what I'm talking about, uh, definitely brings back not flashbacks. Um, not good memories, but it was, you know, remember oh, the TV honors and rates and stuff and the group like that. Chats, so. Posting them on Instagram. If you like this for a TV oh, honors and a rate. Them, 
That's the OG way to Yo, slide the DMs. For I'm, sure. I'm, OG, OG for sure. I mean, and fellas, if you ever got a rate of six, I'm sorry. It definitely hurt. We all been there. We all to been be there. To be honest, you seem um, cool, but I don't know you. Oh yeah, you definitely everybody got hit with those too. And everybody, and you, also that, everybody gave someone one of those. To be honest, is too dry. To be honest. Yeah, and th- those are the moments where you'd be like Nathan. You just lay in your patio when it's raining outside. Hey, and I told you, I like rainy weather. Face. Honestly, so my favorite. I've been loving it when it's raining these past few days. That's all topic though. We're gonna have to go to. It's off topic, but um, yeah, sliding the. What's DM. The step one? What's step one? What am I calling you, Sensei Josh? Can I call you Sensei? Uh, nah, please don't do that. I I'm not a master of this. I have so much more learning to do. But what I would say is step one, definitely know the kind of person um, DM you're sliding into because you got to know a little bit about them. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not we're not talking about we're going to slide in, you know, Kim Kardashian's DM because that's just not happening. But. Hey, fellas, if you want to do that, I'm going to let you deal with Ye. Um, I'm not messing with Ye because I'm, you know, I hope to be his best friend someday. But anyway, that's another topic. Um, but yeah, um, that'd be step one. What, what would you think would be step two? Hold Nathan? on, hold on. We can't Your just overstep. Opinion. Like, how do you perform step one? How do you, yeah, like, how do you oh, know you what two DMs you're sliding into? Just from the information you can gather on social media, or like, are you assuming that you've never met this person before? I oh, mean, is that how we're, we're doing we gotta, it? We gotta, we gotta like, we've never met this we person. We gotta slide anybody's DM. So if we gotta slide okay. anyone's DM, how can we do it? People we've met, people we haven't met. Okay. So people we haven't met. So we're gonna do I that first. Bet. People we haven't met. Um, honestly, my personal opinion, you're gonna have to say something bold and funny. You feel me? Because okay. that's gonna grab their attention. You, that's the main goal. You're gonna grab their attention. Okay, like this person just said something <laughs> super bold. I got click his profile. Their I got to see his Hopefully. Yeah, fellas, please make sure your page is right. Like, don't be having, uh, what would you say, Nathan? I mean, I'm not gonna say embarrassing stuff, but nothing you would want that person to see, I guess. Like, if you got a picture oh, with an ex, bro, delete it, bro. Facts. Don't even leave that junk up there because you already lost. Um, but yeah, make sure your profile's good. Um, it's just solid. I mean, you know, it's got stuff you like. I mean, don't def- right. don't be right. something you're not. For sure, like don't don't ch- yeah don't change for this person, just a slide in the DM because fellas we ain't like if this is just slide in the DM it's really not that big of a right. deal shoot your shot, but um yeah I would just I would go with something bold and funny like I'm trying to think of an example like what would be her page that you could like you know relate to her in a way I don't know we talk about working um, out a lot up here so what if she posts like you know pictures or videos of herself working out ooh. And honestly, that's another topic too. Like, girls don't be like, they don't like. Oh, yeah. That's off topic, but yeah, don't hit on someone at the gym. Yeah. Don't ever do that, fellas. Please do not do that. Especially when they're in their set. Like, bro. Anyway, that's off topic. We'll get back. We'll talk about that another time for sure, because I definitely want to hear other girls' perspective on that too. Um, Oh, well, if you're, like, if she's like, does fitness and like posts videos and stuff, that's a good one. Um, Personally, I never slid in a girl's DM that had like fitness on her page, but this is going to be a little different for me. So, give us an example um, of someone's DMs you like. Like, don't you know? Use a name, obviously, but like, 
kind of who they were as a person. Oh, can't do that. And what you used on their page to slide into that DM. Mm. I can't believe I'm struggling with this right now. You got <laughs> too many pics from, obviously. Uh, okay. No, nah, it's definitely not what it is. Definitely not what it is. Don't let this man fool you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, let's say she got fitness on her page and she posts, like, you know, workout vids. And let's say she does, like, yeah. meal prepping and stuff like that. Right. Um, personally, what I would do, right, I would, okay, let's say you take her post, and you know how you can share someone's right. post and send it to someone else. I would literally send her post to her, and either you can, A, add, like, you, like, send it to someone else and say something, you know, like, bold, but, like, you're yeah, talking like, to oh your boy God, or bro, something. Check her out, she's so or, fine. Or, but reality, you send it to her. Yeah, or facts or b actually try to talk to her like i say it's a meal prepping um video or a picture or whatever and um saying you know i need um a nutrition coach right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying because i promise you like when a girl's like you know very um committed with that kind of thing they'll reply to maybe you. i'm sure and, somebody else has probably know, done that before too though so yeah, they probably got shot down. I mean, it depends what kind of fitness person we're talking about, too. I'm I'm talking about, like, you know, I'm not going to say average because that's, like, just the wrong word. But, like, a person with 100,000 followers and a person with, you know, let's say 1,400 followers. Yeah, two different you know, things. That's a big difference. Yeah, you're probably going to get shot down with 100K, bro. Right. Just Unless saying. you got so it like fellas, that. But you still shoot your shot, you though. Like uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the fellas, you know, followers are looking at that listen to this podcast. Like, if y'all up there in the 10 grand – uh, please give us a shout out because nice. we need more followers. But uh, yeah, me and Nathan, you know, really don't care about followers. <laughs> Just not been our thing. Um, but yeah, I would go with that option A or option B. Just up to you, like what you, you know, what you're feeling at the moment. Okay, uh, at okay. the moment. So let's wrap. Oh, so step one is find the appropriate person, and I guess you just covered step two. Yes, which is you got to grab the attention. All right, so now got now, you. If you we don't, have their you are... and they're a person that we're interested in, and we know about them. But how do we go from getting them to reply back to us to getting a real conversation going? Are we going off like Russ was talking about the meal yeah, prepping? Yeah, yeah. We'll use the same um, example: fitness meal girl. prepping fitness girl. And she she replies to you all and right. gives you her whole like fitness plan and all this stuff and her favorite meal planning and blah 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 blah. How do you turn that into a conversation? Now, what I would personally do, I would like, you know, I would ask her, like, how long she's been doing it, like, just yeah. being curious, um, just to get, you know, get to know her a little bit. And she would more than likely she'll open up and saying, like, I've only been doing this for a year. You know, I lost 60 pounds along this Thanks, journey. Da, da, da. And she gets into her whole. <laughs> yeah, she gets in her whole fitness story. Now you're like, OK, now I got to, you know, I got to fire back. Like, I got to have something about. Because more than likely, if you're swiping up on a girl's story like that, bro, you had a little right. fitness journey. You wouldn't yourself, be following you know a girl like that more than likely unless you were into that kind of stuff. Exactly. So, like I said, it's what you're interested in. So, we're going off on that. And honestly, it would go smooth like that, in my personal opinion. Like, this is being. Yeah, assuming know, they're like, they're nice and like receptive uh, to people just hitting them up on the internet. But there are people out there who are just going to be yeah, like, he's gross, don't DM me, nasty guy. Especially because yeah, we're ugly. Then we got 
Facts. Uh, Team Ugly for sure. But, like, we're not the creep guys that be saying, like, you know, girl, like, like you're thick. Like, you can just put all these emojis and stuff. Like, bro, Christ. no. Okay. Let's you go ahead and establish that. a number one, like, don't do this, is don't slide up with just a random compliment. Yes, because you don't want to tell this girl what she's already right. heard, like, There is no need to swipe up and say, time, oh, my God, cause... you're so fine. Like, bro, she already knows that. So don't do it. And honestly, girls that are listening to this, I hope you agree with me because I really think that's how y'all feel, which I definitely understand if y'all if I if I was in your position. There's anyway. a lot of thirsty dudes out there that are just literally sending a hundred swipe up DMs saying, Hard eye, hard eyes, you're so fine. Hit me up. It's like not original. And them guys get left exactly. <laughs> and honestly, if y'all listen to that and y'all have done it, it's okay, bro. We're here to fix that. That's why we're talking right. about this topic. So, you know, going off of that, um, she's probably going to tell you the whole fitness journey, uh, what she's been through, and you definitely want to match the same energy because, I mean, you're following a person like this, so more likely you're interested in it. Like or, I mean, said. if you were going to be hitting someone up like this, you're already going to be interested in it. Like, you might be following them and not be into fitness, but if you're going to hit them up and try to slide in the DMs, you obviously know something about fitness, especially yeah. if you're sliding up on a meal, like, meal prepping thing. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And, you know, with that being said, uh, honestly, it's really going – I'm not saying it's going to go super smooth from there because, I mean, you're going to have to keep right. the conversation going. Like, do not be dry. Because right. you can't keep dry. it on fitness. you got to show you're multifaceted. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to hit a girl with, like, you know, what a simple, like, text message saying, like, you know, okay, yeah, because there are yep. people that do that. I'm not trying – I'm not trying to take shots, but – that just kills the conversation, and it's just dry. And honestly, if y'all get that energy back, like talking for talking for the guys here from the girl, I'm not saying ejecto, because I'm saying it. E- ejecto, like go ahead, pull that red button, bro, and just like yeah. If you can't maintain the conversation within out. the first like conversation that you have, and you can't keep the conversation rolling, how are you gonna do it? You know, one month, two months, two years from now, not gonna have them. Oh, exactly. Exactly, bro. Um, but it should go smooth from that point where it, she talks about, you know, that little, you know, advice and the journey on what she's been doing and stuff like that. And you want to match the same energy. You don't want to be dry. So, fellas, don't be dry. Um, and to say, like, you know, which, what you've been looking into and stuff like that, uh, ask for advice. Because, um, actually, girls like that, they actually want to help. They want to put their hand out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not like you're saying something way different, like, you know, let's go on a date real quick. You don't jump into that yet. We'll get into that later. I mean, for some people, that might work. I don't know. That's just uh, – it's not my style, not your style either. Yeah, it's definitely not my style. I to me, mean, like, I feel like, like if that, I was a chick I would think, uh, or a girl, I would think that's kind of disrespectful because it's kind of like, oh, you think you can just swipe up and in one message have me going out with you? But yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I'm not a girl. Like, I, I don't know. You know. Like I said, we need we need feedback. We need to know what we're doing wrong because we're just we're guys. You know, we don't know everything. That's for sure. I don't um, think girls need us. Yeah, I don't think of... girls need us to tell them that guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'm pretty sure girls feel. Um, I feel like a lot of girls could uh, talk on this topic for sure. We need to get one. Well, we'll have and a guest at some what, point. Honestly, that that would Tell be. The guys yeah. how to slide. We're we're gonna have a co. Yeah, we're gonna have a co-host soon. So, 
We don't know who yet, but we're gonna get we're gonna get one for sure. Uh, but it's really not that hard. I mean, honestly, like step one though, like like mentally, like bro, you gotta be confident. If you're not confident, you're gonna fail. I promise you, because if you're like already like hesitating, it's like it's not gonna go well. You're gonna choke up, get right. nervous. Um, yeah, you're gonna be like Eminem and Eight Mile, you know, on his first rap battle. Like, bro, you're oh gonna choke. God. You, know? you and Eminem, bro. This is two episodes in a row. Where you're shouting at Eminem. This is unacceptable. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I watched Eight Mile about two weeks ago. That's why it's been oh, in my head. I don't know why. God, we can't do this. Hey, but guess what, guys? Eminem is washed. I think he was good. Yeah, I think he was good back then, but I think he's washed now. We can debate about it. I don't care. Okay. Back on top. Anyways, going back. Back so on let's, the DM. Let's wrap up in steps again. So we got step one. We need to find a candidate, right? Yep. Uh, what, what was step two? Step two was. Hold on, you had this down, Nathan. Oh my god. I'm over. I'm over here preaching my heart out, and you got to remember these steps. I'm the one talking to you. Come on okay. now. Okay, so step two was you had to uh, find something to connect with them on through their page, right? Like, for the example, we, we use you know, meal prepping, nutrition, fitness girl. But then step three, I think, is you need to kind of broaden the conversation beyond your initial point. You just need to have a real conversation. You know, you can't just – but also I think it's Nothing important dry. to understand, like, when to eject because – yeah, you could re- be on the lookout for sure. And it's not necessarily like ejecto cuz because like there's something wrong with her, but just you got to be able to tell when she's not feeling it. And honestly, us guys should get that vibe unless you're just that guy that just wants to keep pushing it. You're not going to get anywhere, bro. Go ahead and let you know that now. Um, but no, like me and you, we could tell if we talk to a girl and we could tell it's not like where it's not going. Like it's not going anywhere. So it's like ejecto. Like just go ahead and pull it. It's whatever. Uh, you know, do your thing. A year later, she might hit you up, but uh, hey, it's whatever. No, I don't think so. But I think, like, at that point, it, you've kind of established already a conversation. So from there, it's just a regular, you know, that conversation you'd have with someone that you already know. Because then you've already yeah, oh, yeah. You've established that communication. Yeah. And honestly, that builds uh, confidence along the way, too. Like, when you just, like, walk up and just, like, talk to somebody. I think that's really good for people to do. Uh Personally, my opinion, I know you're different, but, like, I try to talk to a random person. Well, I talk to random people every day, so let me, like, not say that since I work in the grocery Well, I mean, I do, too. But actually, yeah. Well, yeah, you do, too. But it's, like, I actually try to, like, go out of my way and talk to a random person, like, every day. Like, it's, like, a goal for me. Um, Because I think it builds character, personally, with me. Uh, It just makes me, I don't know. Because personally, right now, you know this. Like, I'm trying to develop, you know, better, like, public speaking skills. So... Hence sliding the in the podcast. DM, that's why it's – yeah, exactly. So that's why it's a little different that we're talking about this topic now about sliding the DM because yeah. we're like, bro, this is over the phone. You can do this. Like, it's really not that hard. Like, me and you go by, like, just, you know, shoot your shot. Yeah, bro. I don't, I don't want people to matter. think, like, we just sit, sit there and, like, slide in DMs all the time. Like, I might no, – like, it's, I, like, once or twice a year for me, honestly, like, I will. And it's, like, has to be a good reason. Yeah, my man Nathan, like you know, he ain't you know Kobe Bryant. He ain't trying to pull for that game like, every time. I am not thirsty. Like I will, I'd rather just hang out with someone and let it develop, rather than just facts sliding in someone I don't know. Yeah, I feel them vibes though, like for real. I mean, because I mean, there are some guys that you know probably. I mean, I'm not trying to take shots at them, but 
they probably swipe up probably at least like eight times a month. Yeah, I'm just being honest. I'm not, I'm not gonna name names. I know of people who, uh, if you looked at their DMs, it was probably an extra like 50 people a day they have in there. Not, not even exaggerating. Like literally just them swiping up the hard eye emojis over and over and over again, 20, 30, 40, 50 times a day. And I guess it's it's, it's like the Kobe effect, you know. You shoot, you know, you shoot fifty shots, you might drop thirty, forty points a game, but you're still bricking a lot. I mean, that's facts. I mean, it just it takes time, bro. It takes time to develop. But personally, I think some guys would agree with us. Like, I don't think that's the best way to go about it. No, but I think there's something to learn from them, though. I think they uh, they know how to get rejected. And I'm not even trying to be like funny. I'm just like, well. They know how to, like, yeah, not get their facts. confidence knocked down. Yeah, and they just take it. It's like they go on with their day. Couldn't, that's true. I actually agree with that. I'm a little softy. <laughs> that man's got a little, you know. I get my feelings, feelings So, hey, it's all good. We've all been there. Right. So, but, uh, man, shoot your shot. I'm talking to all the guys. Honestly, hey, girls, like, for real, for real, we're going to talk about that right now. Right. Shoot your shot, too. We can do it. goes both ways. Like, I really believe it could go both ways. I think it works even better for girls because, again, maybe it's because we're ugly. But girls really don't slide in guys' DMs like that. At least not in my experience. Like, very rarely. Very, very rarely. But then again, it could just be because I'm ugly. I don't know. (laughs) Girls. Oh, my God. But I feel like if a girl does Uh, slide in DMs, it shows, like, she has some initiative. Like, she actually wants that. Because it's not something that happens every day. But, again, it's probably because we're ugly. But, you know. Hey, but that's a whole that's a whole other story, you know, us being ugly. But personally, I've had it uh, like a handful of times where girls would swipe up in my DM. Like, but the times they did do it, it was like something bold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not even gonna, like I'm not gonna say like the comp. Like it was a compliment, but it was just bold. Yeah. And like that happened. It just, but I'm not talking about like sliding the DMs like what we just talked about. Oh, definitely not. That's a negative. That's a negative. But like. I would like to hear feedback on the like the girl like the girl perspective part. Like, you know, how how do y'all go about that? Like slide in the DM. Like would y'all ever do it? I imagine like, it's like a curious. confidence thing, like same thing for us, like the what deters people from sliding on the DMs because they don't want to get their confidence broken. And girls probably just like guys don't want to get rejected. Don't want to get left on scene or just get that such and such that's liked so- your message and that's it, you know? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh like being left on scene, like back then, and just like looking back at it, and like my feelings being hurt, I'm like, damn, you know, <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna have to move on though, so whatever. And that's how I look at it now. But back then, like I ain't gonna lie, I was just like you. Like, my feelings just get hurt. I was a softy. I'd be like, like damn, I just got rejected. I, I must be like, message. <laughs> you just left me, oh, man. like bro. That girl basically rated me a zero. Like Facts. she wow. rated me a six. And said, to be honest, you're cool, but I don't know you. Oh, those hurt back then, bro. For they the really... for the kick pe- for the kick people back then, you know what you know what we talking about. Or even IG. Everybody. Well, I hope so. But yeah. Um shoot but if a girl, shot. let's say let's say a girl wanted to slide in your DMs, Josh. How would you tell her to slide? I mean, that's the word to say it, but like how would you tell her to slide in your DMs if she wanted to be successful? How... If, uh, mm, honestly, personally, me, I would want to hear something, like, bold but funny, like, how I was going about it. Because, personally, like, I want to laugh. 
it would be more on the funny side, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, so if I would you want something, something like really direct, or do you just want her to start a conversation, kind of how we were just talking? Honestly, personally, for me, it'd probably be like something really direct because it would like grab my attention. Yeah, because like I think girls know this already, but we're stupid. Guys in general are stupid. <laughs> like we cannot take a hint whatsoever. No, not at all. Like man. you gotta be black and white, written in stone. Hold it right up to our face and be like, "Hey, this is what I want." Because if not, like we have no clue. And Honestly. bro, it's like, yeah, it's not even like so bad. Like, let's say like you're laying with a girl, like you're Netflix and chilling. I'm oh sorry, God. I got good. I'm sorry, I got good this route, fellas and girls. But, and I don't. I need to hear this perspective too, because it goes both ways. I've heard different stories from different females. When girls, you know, you know, in that, you know, in that spoon position, like I'm just being honest, and they back up. <laughs> like, fe- like fellas, do you go in or are you scared? Like, girls, what are you trying to say? Are you really just trying to get comfortable or are you really trying to throw a sign? Okay. Hey, bro, that's just a real question, though. I guess so. People will have to let us know. Yeah, they're going to have to let us know for real because, like, I have my own opinion on it, but it's like, mm, whatever. I was talking, like, more on a DM perspective, like, if she's giving me all capital, like ha ha ha's and like ten laughing emojis to oh, everything I say, we, we, like we got to we got to talk about. But maybe she's bro, like, we maybe got, I'm just funny. Like I'm funny. I'm a funny guy. I think sometimes maybe. I mean, yeah, bro. We got to talk about that though. Like, is the ha ha like okay? I don't really like like you. Like, because I know you be thinking like this too. Because I think like it. If you get an LOL and a ha ha, which one do you think's more? I feel like a ha is definitely me- a better sign for you. You think a ha ha is better? I think ha ha is better than LOL for sure. Uh, we're gonna need a poll vote on that. I'm gonna need everybody. See, to this vote is on my that. point. Let's, this let's is my exact point. Like, we got no clue. We have no clue. Yeah, we're dumb, dude. We we are so naive and just don't understand what people are trying to say. I think we're so blind to it. Like, we just don't even see it. Just like you were talking about. I feel like it's right in front of us, and we just don't get it. But then people will be like, oh, she sent you with a hay with two Ys. She wants you. Like, what? Exactly, bro. Like, what if you get hit with a hello? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> now we're overthinking. We're for sure overthinking. Yeah, see, this is us guys. This is what goes on in our heads. Like, girls Facts. are going to be laughing. This is, like, exactly what happens, honestly. Like, this is on no filter. Day. Exactly what goes through our head when we have these conversations. On a daily basis. Like, this is exactly how we think. It's, <laughs> it's like, kind of sad, like, honestly. God, I'm just I'm gonna, I'm outside right now with my headphones on, talking to you through this podcast, and I'm just like looking at this guy like I'm like, wow, I'm dumb. Facts. But that's like an everyday thing for me, so I'm I'm right there with you, bro. I think all those guys are struggling with something like this, but uh how would you want to, you know, end the whole slide in the DM topic? Like, I don't know. I'm not really an expert on this. You were a sensei Josh, black belt in the art of sliding in the DMs. I'm over here. I had like a white belt. I don't even know what kind of the white belt. Blue belt, right? Blue belt right after. Like, like you know, I can karate chop, but you're over here doing some Joe Rogan spinning back kicks, 360 Kung Fu Yo, Panda stuff. Oh, bro, chill out. That kick is mean. But anyway. So, like, I, from my perspective, like, you just, I don't know. I have no confidence. I'm already socially awkward enough as it is. It's like once or twice a year I slide in the DM. That's why you're the expert here. But look, 
But it's, it's good that we're having this conversation because, like, I guess you get two perspectives. Know. You get two perspectives. You do sure exactly. There are some people who can relate to me, and there's some people who can relate to you, and maybe we can find a middle ground. I don't know. <laughs> and if some ladies would like to chime in and tell us everything we're doing wrong, because I'm sure we have said absolutely nothing right during this entire conversation. I'm pretty sure we're just missing every single shot like, right now. I'm Correct. I'm pretty sure we're all we're all over the place, and Check we're the not looking at the easy right steps. Now. Facts, like, but it's it's a topic you got to talk about as a guy because it's like, how else are you gonna approach these people? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't know this person and you really want to slide in the DM and get to know this person, like, bro, you gotta have a game plan, and the goal is to capitalize. Yeah, like, and think, it's so but... tricky because you know so many girls are different in a way, but they're very similar, like. Because let's think about a girl who's had her heart broken. It's not even looking for, like, you know, dudes. But we're not even talking about, like, a relationship, though. But more than likely, they're going to stand their ground and have, like, a wall built up. Or they might so, slide up and uh, be nice to you, but that's how you get friend zone. Oh, let's not talk about friend That's zone, a whole top podcast topic, though. We're not going to go there. Like, that's a whole chapter in a book, my guy. Of Just friend zone. That should be the chapter. That's the whole book it, series. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, you're probably right. I think Nathan, you can speak firsthand of like okay, what that feels chill like. Out. We're not going there right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, man, uh, yeah, that's a whole different topic with the friend zone. But I feel like sliding the DMs is like anything else. You know, you gotta you gotta practice. But like, how do you practice sliding the DM? To me, this is like me thinking on the fly, on the spot right now. I feel like you can make. Don't put pressure on yourself to make it like a relationship or like anything like that. Just so if you're a dude, slide in other dudes' DMs like trying to be their friend. Or if like going back to like working out examples, if you see someone post a, a video of them squatting or deadlifting weight more than you or whatever, like just practice by sliding the DMs by hitting them up and asking what their routine is or how they work out and do this, that, and the other. I think through practicing how to like start a conversation like that, it will help you through sliding the DMs with a potential partner. That's, I mean, that's fair. I would just say swipe swipe up. I'm not saying whatever, but, like, swipe up on, you know, people you think that would reply to you, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, just swipe up on stories see, that you find interesting. Yeah, yeah, and see where it goes and just keep the conversation going. If you, hey, if, just keep shooting, bro. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Kobe did it. Exactly. Look at him. Now, we're not going to be like, you know, I can't you know Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? That that's That takes time. Hey, Splash Bros. They're lethal. Coming soon. They hardly miss, but. They're not going to be in the playoffs, though. No, they will not be in the playoffs, but. Um, will anybody be in the playoffs? God, man, the NBA. This is, this is, this is a really, you know, tough topic to talk about because I love watching, you know, NBA. I watched it every single year. I haven't watched every single game, but I'm like, I've. I stay on top of it a lot, and this whole Disney, this whole love LeBron so much. Yes, you can call me what you want. I'm like Shannon Sharp when it comes to LeBron. Not even gonna lie. Oh my God, Josh! I don't know if you watch First Take with Skip Bayless or well, no. Uh, It's it's undisputed, right? I got that wrong. I don't remember. Whatever. I think it's First Take or undisputed. I don't even know. They're gonna blow me up in the comments, but yeah. uh, how many teams was it again? You... Oh, God. It was um, like... I think it's 19 from the 
East and 13 from the West. Not that exactly right. sure. It's something like that. But they're going to play at Disney. I don't know. Are they going to do full seven-game series for all the rounds or anything? I know they're going to have, like, a play-in tournament until they get down to 16 teams, I think. But when they get there, are they going to do, like, a full playoffs, like, best of seven? Yeah. Re- see, yeah, see, I, I didn't um, see the details about going seven. But the league, the NBA, like, league itself has agreed on this, but the Players Association has not agreed on coming back yet. That's why, like, we touched on Pat Bell. Yeah, that's the that- – LeBron plays. Yeah, LeBron play. plays. Exactly. But Kyrie ain't and, I mean, Yeah. Uh, Kyrie, that's a whole different uh, conversation with that one because there's a lot of beef going on. I don't really try to stay on top of it, but on Twitter, between Kevin Durant and um, Kendrick Perkins about Kyrie, that was interesting. But uh, Oh, my God. KD, yeah. always, KD and Kendrick Perkins always in it. And they were teammates. It's like, come on, bro. Like, chill out, man. Wait, hold on. Let's not talk about K- let's, let's not talk about Katie on Twitter, okay? Then then burner accounts. We're not going to talk about that. Oh man. Uh, now he his feelings get hurt, guys. I'm just going to let you know that he shoots his shot too, and yeah, he don't slide in the DMs. Nah, nah, not at all. Um, but slide in the DM, it's a, it's a like anybody can do it. That's all I'm saying. Uh. Man, we covered this topic. NBA, NBA. NBA. We're done. Look, we're talking about shooting a shot, but we're done with shooting the shot in the game. We're going to talk about the NBA coming back and how LeBron is going to play. And if they do. Oh, LeBron. If they all my play. My Lord and Savior. He's going to win. Oh, my God. I love LeBron. The chosen one. Here we go again. Hey, I'm ready for Space Jam, too. Oh, my. That's going to be fire. God. Somebody save me. I need a new co-host. This is how our friendship. I can't this, do this. This is how our friendship is. I mean, to be fair, Nathan doesn't claim anybody in basketball, but he was on that Sixers bandwagon, so we can stop it. Trust the process, stop. baby. You feel me? Um, yeah. So, do you, but so yes or no? Do you think the NBA should come back? Uh, during a time like this, with everything going on in the world in the year 2020, um, I say we need something to be entertained and keep us sane. That's just my personal opinion. Because I'm kind of losing it. I'm not going to lie. Netflix is getting old, guys. I can't keep doing it. Oh, my. I need sports. That's just, that's just who see, I am. See, I don't know if they should come back, like, in the capacity of, like, playing see, for a real championship. Because I don't think any championship is a real championship anymore. At this point, I like definitely if, agree with if you. If your lord and savior, LeBron James, wins another ring, it, it doesn't count. I'm sorry. Well, I'm a LeBron fan. It's going to have to count, bro. I can't think like that. Oh, my God. Here we go again. And to be honest, the way he is playing before the season started, let's just be fair. Because if you were staying on top of it, he took down the Bucks and the Clippers. And those are the two powerhouse teams in the NBA at that time. So, it was destined for him to win this year anyway. Josh, you Josh. can disagree with me anyway. Josh. No more LeBron. All right, no, no more LeBron. I love you, LeBron. If you ever yeah. listen to this, like, I'm your biggest yeah. fan. And you're going to bring up LeBron in about 30 seconds. but I might. I could Personally, I don't know if the NBA should come back because, like I said, I don't think the championship is going to really mean anything to a lot of people, myself included. Um, and obviously there's a lot going on in the world, and there's uh, and a, lot of things, a lot of things going on that are bigger than basketball or bigger than sports in general. Oh, yeah. And some of those things, I think, saying that we need a distraction from them may not be – I don't know the best thing because I mean the whole point of 
a lot of what's going on. I know I'm beating around the bush here, but we're going to touch on this topic in a later podcast we have planned. It, it's, it's like the whole point of some of the things we have going on is for it to be in your face and for you not to be able to forget about it. But yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody, any champion is really going to be a real champion if we crown them. Yeah, and honestly, I think it would throw off a lot of people's schedule, like going into the future with um, sports. Like, you know, when they would have to start to start the next yeah. season and stuff like that, I think it would cause a lot of co- uh, right. cause a lot of co- a conflict. Playoffs take like two months, right? Um, and the season usually starts in October. And so the season playoffs start in July, August. They would get September off. Yeah, bro. Have to play it would be way too October. much. I think it's it's just too much right now going on in the world. I definitely agree with you. I think everybody would agree with us because it would just throw everything off. It's just too much going on. You were just saying you want the NBA back, Dude, because it's just – bro, it's just how I feel about sports. Like, we have nothing right now. I mean, it's probably something I could watch. That's, Boxing's uh, back. Fighting's back. I know we talk about fighting a lot. Dana fighting White, you know, he made that happen on that private island when it all went down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, Fact. yeah. Uh, but the next topic, you know, let's get off this NBA because we just both agreed what, you know. Hold on. Actually, one thing on the NBA I want to suggest to make. Okay. I think there's two things I think that could happen. I think you, you pick two captains or not two uh, captains, like, I don't know, pick eight captains, right? I know we've talked the about all-star this thing. You pick your eight best, yeah, and like let them do like a real life fantasy draft of you know, four teams, eight teams, twelve teams, whatever, and let those teams play like a best of five series, fantasy draft style for not an NBA championship, but like a different kind of championship just for fun, you know, something that like they're not going to take too serious, so they're not going to get injured or hurt their bodies, and they'll still be ready for the next season. But if the people that want sports back will be able to get sports, and I think it'll be a really unique experience. Or you take the record from this past season and go ahead and roll it into the next season. So I don't know how many games we played before the season ended, uh, but like, say we played sixty games, and the next season's eighty-two games. We'll have a total of one hundred and forty-two games played before the next playoffs that goes into that record. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. I ain't disagreeing. Honestly, that's actually a good idea too. I like both of my ideas. But I think the second one would be more realistic, but. but... Yeah, for sure. Or they just scratch it all together yeah, let's, and move on. Oh, God, that would suck. But To be determined. To be determined. We'll see you in the future, and we will update in the future podcast. If and, yep, it's just like the gym situation going on in North Carolina. So, yep, to be determined. So, tough times. And We've spent a lot of time today talking about things that you're an expert on, right? Yeah. A little bit. So uh, let's talk about something else you're an expert on. Talk about the meat. Pause. Pause. Yeah, there you go. Meat cutting. Meat cutting. Salt Bay. Everybody knows him on IG. I'm not like that. I'm never going to compare myself to like that because he's he's in his own lane for sure. But, uh, I mean, I do similar stuff. But you're a meat cutter. I'm a meat cutter. Um, certified. And wh- You really have a certification? Like, are you like, actually certified? Yeah, I'm certified. <laughs> Um, like who certifies you though? Like who's the governing body of meat? It's cutting? through Harris Teeter, but I think it's like through the US. I think it's like through USDA, like for referral. Yeah, USDA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. This man is a certified meat expert. Chill out, Paul. Chill out man. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm gonna try to give you all the best advice I can. If you go in a grocery store and choose the best steak in my opinion i'm gonna you know really go in detail about it you know where it is on the cow in general uh the vegetarians listen to this podcast i am sorry close your ears for the next eight to ten minutes 
Hey, like I've said before, if I was a cow and you were going to eat me, I would want to taste good. You heard it from Nathan Paris himself. I'm just saying. I mean, wouldn't I, you too? I'm, yeah, I, don't know. I'm, I would not want to be. If I got to die and someone's going to eat me, I better taste hey, good. I'm right. Hey, I agree with you, bro. I'm right. I agree with you. So, Nathan, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. You know, we've been friends for quite a long time. Now, what is your preferred steak? What are you going with? Okay, so like how specific? Because I can get real specific. Well, I'm saying, I mean, you you can be specific. I think people deserve to hear. All right, so my perfect steak is a ribeye. Okay. With perfect marbling. Like that thing needs to look like a tiger on the side with the fat stripes going through it. Okay. Okay, okay. Did that perfect marbling about three quarters of an inch thick Mm. and like 12 to 14 ounces. Oh, so okay. You want a, a real big loin? Okay. Like, see, are you saying that twelve to fourteen ounces isn't that big? Yeah, but that that weight is probably gonna be honestly. That's probably gonna be about an inch, inch and a quarter, not three quarters of an inch. And see, that's just me knowing that. Okay, well, we're going we're we're going for a bigger steak, yeah. than, like a thinner but bigger steak. Yeah. Okay. And how 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 would you like that cook? Oh, so so I'm pretty like simple, but at the same time, I think it's a uh, little above and beyond with the cooking. Yeah, you got to, though. Because I, I call it – it's not really a dry rub, but, like, use kosher salt and fresh cracked pepper the night before. Well, first you melt some butter in, like, a cup, and then you, you I guess, paint the butter onto – I don't know why I can't remember the word. Brush. Brush the butter onto the steak on both sides or the side that you're seasoning. Kosher salt, fresh cracked black pepper, and that's it. Like, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. You don't need any fancy seasonings and garlic. To, for me, at least, I don't. If need you're that. grilling it right, bro, you you steak, don't need all the extra the, stuff. Just be honest. Yeah, the taste of the meat alone is good enough for me. But do all that on both sides. I don't really do it on like the edges of the steak. I like to leave those unseasoned, and then I wrap it in saran wrap really tight in the fridge overnight. Mm-hmm. And then I take it out of the fridge like 30 minutes before there I cook it. And then when it comes to cooking, I get the grill as hot as it goes on one side, like 600 degrees, maybe 650. Sear it on both sides for one minute a piece, yep. and then have one side of the grill at like 300, and leave it there for like a good medium rare. I leave it on for like five minutes, and then immediately when I pull it off, I have an aluminum foil sheet with butter on the bottom. Place it on top of that, and then I put a slice of butter on top, wrap it up real tight, and put it in a cooler for 10 to 15 minutes so it can finish cooking, and that butter will soak through it. And that steak will be like, like you can cut it with a knife. I'm sorry, that pop. Wow. That's stupid. You can cut it with a fork <laughs> straight through. Right, 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 right. Y'all, y'all heard it from Chef P. That's how he cooks. That's hey, how he cooks a ribeye. That's how coke. he cooks his ribeye. Now, I'm going to agree with Chef P about the steak he chose because of just the taste. A ribeye, just, it's just like, I can't explain it. It's very hard to explain, in my personal opinion, because, like, it's so well rounded because it's not like super tough. Like some of the other steak cuts, but it's also not like a fillet where it's literally falling apart, buttery. Yeah. Which I get some people love that soft, like softness. Yeah. But to me, I need a little bit of something to bite into. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely agree with you too. I mean, I'm not going to turn down a fillet. I feel like it's just like my Facts. my preferred steak is uh, Angus ribeye, like good marbling. Mine probably be an inch and a quarter, inch and a half. I like my steaks a little bit thick. Jeez, <laughs> I'm trying to cook that thing forever. Um, oh, but it's gonna be so worth it. Um, but a ribeye, 
is it's a fatty steak. I mean, some of y'all might know that, and that's where you get all that flavor from. And if you never had a bone in ribeye, I definitely recommend that too. Because to me, a bone just works miracles, in my personal opinion. Um, yeah. But a ribeye comes like on the rib of the cow. It's near like the chuck roast, which you use for like, you know, a pot roast and stuff like that. Um, not, nice quality. And you actually could get. Ch- so if it comes on the rib, is it on like, is it like the belly side or the back side of the cow? Or like the side? It's a, it, like, the actual, the like the, side, the, the side, like the actual side. Um, okay. And the, the right. thing is, like with the chuck roast, uh, there's a thing called a chuck eye steak. And I'm going okay. to just blow your mind away. That's literally a mini ribeye because, um, yeah, it's a, it's a small ribeye and it's just as good because it's off the chuck end where it's uh, more fatty, where you get that more marbling. And I right. definitely recommend that if nobody's ever had it. It's I promise you it's a ribeye. It's not like a chuck steak or nothing like that. Um, really, r- yeah. really good meat. You could cook it the same way, just like a ribeye. It's just a smaller version of it because it's on a different loin. Of the, well, it's just a smaller loin, if that makes sense. And... That's where a ribeye is. Um, your ribeye is known for taste. It's very versatile. You can do a rib roast out of it. A lot of people know that uh, for like holiday dinners. Now I'm gonna go into the two main steaks on the two other steaks that you'll see on a menu when you go in a restaurant or you know, go to a grocery store, of course. Uh, a New York strip and a fillet. Um, New York strip's like the same same general idea on the cow. But that's more of a real lean meat. Now, you can get a good marbling strip, but I recommend going with the higher grade of beef, which is prime. Because you got prime, you got Angus, you got rancher. Stay away from select. I've told Nathan this plenty of times because it's literally like stir fry. Like, don't even eat it. It's no even point getting a steak if it's, like, going to be select grade. So... Uh, I'm not a big strip person. I think it's like really mediocre, just my personal opinion. Um, now a fillet, which is the um, on the tenderloin, was like the yeah, fillet. which is like yeah, which is the backstrap of the cow, is um, very very tender. Um, it's known for being the most tender meat on the cow, which it is. And if you like that, I definitely recommend getting it because you can find really good. Um, you can really get good steaks out of a tenderloin for sure. Um, and I break those down about every day I work. So, um, I've seen some really good fillets. It's just not my preference, but I know, you know, the ladies like surf and turf and, you know, throw a little lobster tail in there, get frisky with it in the kitchen, which Mm. they, um, then I'm gonna blow your mind with the T-bone in the porterhouse. Now, a lot of people have, they have had a T-bone in porterhouse. It's on. It's the same loin, um, and it runs, you know, along the back of the cow. And a porterhouse has a fillet on it. It's two steaks in one. You get a New York strip and you get a fillet. But a T-bone, you just don't get the fillet. That's the only difference. And I tell customers that twenty-four-seven because it's constantly equipped. It's like some Hannah Montana stuff. Bro. Yeah, it's constantly equipped. Best of both worlds. I mean, you can't beat it. And my. Sorry, I know y'all watched that. I know y'all watched that show. That's going to be a whole different topic. Nathan just talked about Hannah. That's going to be a timestamp. Nathan just mentioned Hannah Montana. But anyway. Listen. (laughs) Yeah, a porterhouse, that's personally my second favorite because you get two steaks in one and you can't beat it. And like I said with the bone earlier, it just gives it that flavor if you cook it right. Um, But Nathan was saying how he does his, um, basically his seasoning and his marinade. Um, 
I would recommend doing that. Well, same thing with a porterhouse, bro. It'll turn out just the same way. Well, not just the same way because, you know, it's not going to have the taste of a ribeye, but it's going to be pretty so, good. Since it's two steaks in one, would you recommend cook it like – would you recommend separating them yourselves and cooking them separately or cooking them all together? Personally, I – Because I know from my own experience, a filet and a ribeye are going to cook very differently, but cooking them together I feel like it would be a challenge. I've never made one personally. Well, it's a New York strip in a filet. Personally, I would keep them on the bone because – like I said, I think it gives it that that flavor where, especially in my opinion, where that strip that strip needs it. Um, and fillet, I mean, right. you can season it, but that's a fillet is really not known for you know just having really all that flavor like a ribeye. It's just known for being super tender, right, and very easy to go down um, your mouth. Pause. Um, oh, <laughs> I said pause, does. And <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, Personally, that's how I would rank them. If y'all go to a grocery store or a restaurant, person, if you haven't tried a ribeye, please try a ribeye, huh. because it's it would um yeah it would make a life of just a little bit better, in my personal opinion. Um, but I would rank them from a ribeye to a porterhouse steak to a fillet, then a strip. New York strip didn't make my cut. I mean, I'll eat it, but just not my thing. So that was my take on the whole meat cutting. But what I really want to talk about is. So Nathan had his own experience, pause, and shadowed a surgeon this past summer. And I don't know if you want to talk about that opportunity you had. Um, I know we talked about it generally uh, recently, but I think the audience definitely deserves to give this a listen for sure. So if you want to tell the audience how that um, experience went for you. Right. So for those people that don't know, I, um, I'm a pre-medicine I guess I, I, pre-medicine is not a major, like pre-medicine plan with my undergrad. I'm a nutrition science major, but I plan on using that to apply to medical schools. But this story is kind of like how I came to that conclusion of that's what I wanted to do once I graduated college. So right, I think it's another story talking about how I initially met these people and got the opportunity. But let's say, long story short, I had the opportunity to shadow a surgeon, and it was... Like, I've done a lot of cool things. I think I can say that. I think, especially for, like, I don't know how long I've been around in the world. I've done some pretty cool things between, you know, my job now and different things. But being in an operating room with that kind of technology was the coolest thing I've ever done, without a doubt. And it's honestly, it's one of the most, I don't even know, like, it's kind of like, one of those moments where it just really makes you, it puts a lot of things in perspective of how fragile you are as a person, but also how resilient your body is at the same time. Oh, I could imagine. You know, we're so fragile to where like a wrong movement by the surgeon in any direction at some points would basically mean life or death for you. Potentially could mean life or death for you or severe damage. But at the same time, you know, you could have someone have literally half of their leg chopped like their leg chopped in half and titanium put in and within a few months they're walking again and they're they're normal relatively normal god it's crazy and so it's like it's it's an amazing experience to i didn't shadow long enough to get to see the patients go from being on the operating table to being you know like fully functioning again but i got to see patients who were on the operating table and I got to see separate patients who were recovering. And I got to see patients who are 
you know, before surgery or getting worked up to surgery. And it really is a testament to how amazing your body is, whatever you see, what we can go through. And to see like all that, like science and technology and how smart we are as a species that we can put people together like that. Yeah, especially like with them, you know, small cameras that me and you talked about, you know, earlier about the whole situation about going into those surgeries and how they could just, you know, right. put a little hole like through your skin and just, it's crazy how you just talked about the technology. Like, yeah. I, I never knew that. I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't. If you want to like go into that a little bit about that surgery you were talking about. Yeah. Like I, I'm just speaking from the experience of surgeries that I've witnessed, but I kind of believe this is pretty true for most surgeries nowadays. Your classic surgery you think about where someone's getting split open and they're pulling their guts out and working on stuff like that is not how it goes at all. Like that's kind of, that's referred to as an open surgery. They, they don't really happen as often anymore. Yeah. And most of the time we, they do what's called a laparoscopic surgery. And basically they're putting ports in. So usually it's, well, from my experience of the week or two that I shot it, it was one port for one tool, one port for another tool. And then you had another port for a camera. And by a port, I mean like, it's a two or three inch incision they make and they put a tube through and you can put cameras and tools in and out and you can interchange it. You can pull the camera out of one port and put it in another. That's wild, man. Right. And through that, they'll have a TV screen up above the patient's body, like where they're laying on the table, operating table. And the surgeon can move the camera around and see what's going on inside the body. And what's really interesting is I didn't know this either. They make a, there's actually another port they make where they, I think it's CO2, but they basically blow your insides up like a balloon. So your abdominal wall is not laying directly on your organs, and they can actually, like, pick things up and move them around. Oh, wow. Dude. And, like, whenever they get done with surgery, they, they literally have to deflate you. Like, they unhook the CO2, and they sometimes will, like, push the belly out and stuff to get some of the air out. Jeez. Like, you really got to sit back and just, like, think about that and let that sink in because, like, yo, that's – that's crazy what goes on in like rooms like that, and just you know, it's crazy how you just had a, a surgeon you for you to witness some of that stuff. I mean, I know you're talking about that, like you have it, that port, the new port you were talking about was a little different, but yeah. Well, one thing that we did it was um, we had a patient who had an inguinal hernia, mm. and think of an inguinal hernia as like, like you know where your hip flexor is, kind of in that area, right. Most men in America, I think it's something like 75, I remember, 75 or 80% of men in America end up getting an inguinal hernia at some point. Like, you may have one right now and not Sorry. even realize it yet. Sorry, homies. And at some point, it'll just, yeah. It'll pop at some point, and uh, they don't all, you know, they're not all, like, super urgent surgery, but most time you need it. But the surgeries that I witnessed where they repaired it, they did robotic inguinal hernia surgeries. And so, basically, what that is is they took the same ports I'm talking about, but then they rolled a giant robot over top of the patient and hooked all of the tools and the cameras onto the robot. And now I know some people are probably thinking like Terminator, like the robot's doing the surgery now. All the robot's there for is to make sure there are no like, you know, when your hands are twitching and stuff like that, that's being transmitted through the tools if you're using your right. hand. But with the robot, all these little twitches in your hands don't happen. Yo. So then the question becomes, you know, how do you operate this? Because you can't operate with your hands anymore. The robot has its own, like, terminal in the side of the room where it's literally VR glasses that are 3D. And you have these little, like, pincher arms inside of the terminal. And you can move your arms around like your arms are the tools. 
and there's buttons and pedals and stuff associated with how to operate it. And obviously I'm not an expert on that. I'm not a surgeon, but they essentially, I got to sit in it and try it out. And it's really crazy because it feels like, imagine you just kind of teleport and you're sitting on top of someone's stomach or their like intestines looking up at their liver and you can see the vibration of their heart thumping away, vibrating through their liver. And whenever you push your arm against something, you felt like your arm was pushing against something squishy and you're actually pushing against that person's liver with your hand. Like not with your hand, but like, you know. Jesus. I feel like I'm being the student in the classroom right now. The way you're just breaking this all down and stuff like that. And I, I'm I, not an it, expert. Oh, yeah. Don't take this all yeah, the I, Yeah, I'm all. definitely not. I mean, I know you're you know, definitely not the surgeon in the room, but it's just like for you to experience all that, just mean you like letting it all soak in. Like, you know, that's just wow. Probably one of the more gruesome surgeries I shouted was we did a – so I shouted more than one surgeon. There was a, I don't know, probably half a dozen doctors I shouted throughout that week. Uh, one was an orthopedic surgeon who specialized in knee and hip replacements, and he was doing a total knee replacement on the patient. And total knee replacements are pretty gruesome operations. Essentially, imagine you're laying flat on your back, and you take the leg that's being operated on, and you prop it up at like a 90 degree, so like your feet are flat, on the, like one foot's flat on the table, right. your knee's bent. And then they make an incision from the middle of your thigh all the way to like the top of your shin, oh, basically. Wow. I think that's I think that's right, and that's all. You know, they split that open. And anybody who's ever been in an orthopedic surgery operating room knows it sounds like a construction site in there, like hammers and saws and drills going on. It sounds like a construction yeah, site because this particular when you do when we were doing this knee replacement, you they had to saw off. I'm sorry for anybody listening that's squeamish. Yeah. You may want to skip out on the from here on to the end. But they saw off the bottom of her femur, and they removed the kneecap, the patella. And I believe the, the top of the tibia also comes off, too. And it's all replaced with titanium. But when I'm shadowing like that, I have – first of all, I have on a face mask, but I have a face shield on because there are little chunks and bits flying all over the place, and I don't want those to get in my face because gross. But yeah, I had chunks of this lady hitting me in the face. That was very nice. Oh. And uh, I'm sitting with my <laughs> with my chest on like right behind where the surgeon's back is, and he says, "I have gloves on." And he says, "Hold out your hand." And so I did. And he s- slapped something down on my hand. He goes, "Well, that's her meniscus," because he had just removed it. And he just handed it to me. Yo. And I sat there. It was like one of the most dumbfounding moments of my life. Like I'm standing there holding a woman who's alive on the operating table and her meniscus just came out of her body and is now in my hand. And I, I sat there and like, I know it's going to sound like weird, but like I kind of started like, I don't know, like playing with it like you would like a chicken bone, like just kind of flipping it around and feeling how the textures felt Ugh. and stuff. And I kind of had like a realization of like, oh my God, this this feels just like the gristle on a chicken wing. That's and then it like it made sense. It's like, oh, it's the same part of their leg that's in our leg, and it does the same job. It made sense why it felt the same way, like that slimy but still solid texture, but it has a little bit of sponginess to it. Right. And it's the same color too, but that's a whole. That's it's just crazy. It was a, like my mind was blown at that moment when I came to the realization of like we kind of all came from the same thing probably because we probably developed this part of our body way, way back. 
and the chickens got it and so did we and or we developed it in parallel either way we're like there's so many organisms on earth that were just like us and it made like it was I was like we're on a joke it was just it's kind of hard to explain it's kind of hard to explain it was like in my head it kind of clicked I was like wow this is pretty incredible and then um so had to throw that in a biohazard bag and then he had just finished and I can't believe I'm saying this in a sentence he had just finished sawing off the bottom part of our femur and he hands that to me I know it's weird right and he hands that to me and that's it's again it feels like a chicken wing like it's a bone you know the outside has that weird smooth like little slimy but smooth feeling to it and the inside you can see the the marrow and a little bit of sponginess that's on the inside of the bone you can see all the layers and i'm sitting there holding that in my hand you know you know a foot from my face kind of dumbfounded like this is crazy like this is a person just like me this is in me and I'm holding this in my hand, and we're replacing it with something that people made. Bro, I feel like I'm watching a Saw movie. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. No, like, viewer discussion. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. I mean, Josh has experienced, like, Saw scenes in his head right now. But, um, it, dude, it's really crazy just taking it all in. Like, you just break it, like, you're breaking it down, like, perfect, like, how you're explaining everything. It's just, like, you're, it's so detailed. Oh, my God. God. I'm trying to convey like my emotions that were going through my head because it's like one I was kind of dumbfounded by like I went from being some dude who was sitting at a desk in an office and then the next week I'm sitting in an operating room watching people get cut open and it's nothing I'd ever experienced before I was just like on a whim I was like you know I think I'd like to shadow this person and I had no expectations I had no idea going into it I did I watched a couple videos of surgery so I wouldn't like pass out but other than that, I had no idea what to expect. And I was already pretty convinced, like I was a minor in nutrition, but I was already fairly convinced I wanted to major in it. But that experience really made me like decide like, you know, I'm going to major in this and I plan on using this to go to medical school. And that's still the plan. You know, things change, of course, maybe they will. But for right now, that's what I want to do. <clears throat> and it's mainly because of that experience. It was like, it was like a revelation to me. It was the coolest thing I've ever done. And I know it doesn't sound, from some people, it doesn't sound very cool. They probably want to puke. But to me, it was like the coolest thing. And it just felt, it felt right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I mean, it sounds, I mean, it sounds like anybody would like, you know, have interest in something like, I mean, personally, no. Ain't no way I could do it. Just not me. No way. <laughs> I get it, yeah. But I mean, I'm just like everybody else. But some people are listening to this and like, like, I'm the same way. Like, I think that's so cool and fascinating and stuff like that, which that's why, you know, we need everybody in the world. That's why there's doctors. That's why there's, yeah. you know. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Exactly. Someone's got to be the trash man. Yep. Someone's got to be a plumber. Someone's got to be a teacher. Someone's got to be an electrician. Like. Someone's got to do knee replacements. Yeah. You know, some people got to be porn stars, but, you know. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, different combo. I'm playing. Uh, I had to add some humor into this podcast, you know. But yeah, definitely. Hey, we don't need we don't need those. But anyway, um uh, I mean, like anyway. <laughs> anyways. But yeah, it's like it's just one of those things like it was so I I had no expectations and I think honestly I learned that from that experience too is like to from like more often I need to go into things without having an expectations. And not only with like events that I'm participating in but like with people like have no expectations of a person and just go in and give your all on a personal relationship, not even like relationship, relationship, but like 
just go into being a friend with someone and just be yourself with them and have no expectation of them giving you anything in return, taking advantage of them. I think that was something I really took away from it. Be more on like the medical topic. I guess I can continue with the gross topics. I know I've told you this story before, but I can tell the people the nastiest thing that we saw. There was a woman who, um, she decided it was a good idea whenever she flipped the breaker in her house that to check and see if the breaker was working good, she was going to stick her thumb in the outlet. What? Um, I don't really understand why this was her thought process, and I never really um, never really asked her why. I don't think she was too keen to tell me with as much pain as she was in. But long story short, a few weeks passed by, and she had um, she got her thumb infected really bad. And her thumb was probably the size of a baseball bat. Jesus. So, at this point, I was shadowing a hand and foot orthopedic, hand and foot specialist, orthopedic surgeon. I don't know if that's in the correct order of me saying that, but he went in, and the first thing he did after, like you know, giving a verbal assessment with her, is he pulled on her fingernail, and her fingernail like literally slid straight out, like you're swiping your debit card at an ATM, bro. Like it was just. That's a way to put it, Nathan. Like I don't, even, I don't even want to give sound effects, but like it slid straight out. And it was, and she felt no, like she didn't even feel it. And the top layer of the skin, he could just grab it and pull it off without effort. Like it wasn't even attached to anything. Bro. Like you literally could take a piece of tape and tape it to your thumb and it would be on there stronger than this lady's skin was on her thumb. You for real? Yes. Oh my God. So when we we eventually had to take her into surgery because we needed to save she her thumb had been infected so long the tissue was dying and it wasn't getting any oxygen and it was it was a mess. We had to take her into surgery and the, they were trying to save her thumb so she didn't have to get the thumb amputated and I never did end up finding out if she did or not. I'm only going to assume so after you hear about what I'm about to say. You probably agree with me. Um, when the doctor made his first incision. And anybody who's been in an operating room, the ceilings in an operating room are probably, I don't know, eight foot to 10 foot tall. I'd probably say 10 feet tall. He made his first incision and some stuff shot out that almost hit the ceiling. Like the the fluid that was in her thumb almost hit the ceiling. How tall is the ceiling again? Like 10 feet. And she's laying on the table like three feet off the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. It was like, it was crazy. And like some of the... um, like the scrub techs and the nurses that were in the room, they were saying that they've been involved in like operations that were amputations and things like that. And they would almost rather be in one of those and see this. Oh my goodness. And when we got in there and almost all of the tissue in that lady's thumb was dead, it was all like white and rock hard. It was, it was a mess. Never did end up finding out. If she got to keep the thumb, I'm assuming no, but... I would guess not. Never. You never know. That's true. I would guess uh, not. She did. She's a... Uh, that thumb was a trooper, and I can guarantee she did not stick her finger in any outlets oh, anymore. Oh, definitely not. Um, uh, by the way, I do not advise that. If people are listening, please don't ever do that. I hope not, but... Yeah, maybe like plug something in, see if the light turns on, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. There you go. Just like that. But man, what an opportunity though. Let's see, let's see. I have one more story. This one's also not the prettiest. 
I believe I've told you this one before too. I was shadowing a guy who is an intervention radiologist. I think that's the correct way of saying his mm-hmm. title. Basically, like a radiologist is someone who does, you know, x-rays, CT yeah. scans, MRIs, all that, ultrasound. An intervention radiologist is the same thing, except like the term intervention suggests he goes in and actually will do some smaller procedures to the person. And we had, we had been doing a bunch of things and he was taking samples of people's bones. We were drilling into people's hips. That was all regular run of the mill things. Nothing. I mean, it's exciting. Don't get me wrong, but like visually there's not much going on there from my standpoint. Right. I mean, I'm seeing like, the x-rays and the seat like the live ct scans whenever he's putting these different like he put a stent into someone's vein and blah 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 blah. but this one woman came in and um i guess she has had a liver disease her entire life i'm not exactly sure what liver disease but it occasionally would flare up and cause her to build up fluid in her abdomen Mm. and she also had an umbilical hernia which is like a hernia behind your belly button right And so the fluid had pushed its way through that umbilical hernia. Again, listener discretion, but it's too late. You're yeah, too, deep in. too deep. But she basically had a sack of skin hanging off the front of her body that was like the size of a basketball. And the skin was so stretched out, you could see all the veins, and it was basically like see through. And like, she wasn't in pain. It was kind of interesting because she wasn't really in pain. She was a little uncomfortable, but she was cracking jokes about it and stuff like that. A real one. Yeah, we eventually had to get a ginormous syringe and syringe all that fluid out for her. Not we. When I say we, it wasn't me. I didn't touch anybody. I just kind of yeah, stood back in the cut. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not touching that right now. I need to about eight more years of training before Ooh. I can do that. It's a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Though. I'm like, I guess a happier or like a more inspirational note. I'll leave you with like the last story from surgery is um, we had a woman who was an ICU patient and she also had AIDS and we had to do, again, when I say we, not me, we as in the people I was with, had to do an emergency tracheotomy on her. So like tracheotomies are like the tubes people have in yeah. the front of their throats. And I guess for some reason, I'm not sure of her background. I don't, I didn't know. I didn't ask really afterwards, but for some reason she needed an emergency tracheotomy. And um, because she had AIDS, the surgeons had to put on what they affectionately called spacesuits. And it's kind of what it looks like is spacesuits. It's like these blow up, you put them on over the scrubs and it's like these blow up plastic things with a fan attached to the back and it kind of, you kind of inflate the entire thing. It looks like spacesuit. Like you're working in NASA. They, yeah, over here cracking jokes about doing a spacewalk in their operating room and everything. But, you know, this woman was in a very critical state. Like, she was dying. Uh, that's the only way you can put it. She was dying. And it was up to the, the surgeon that I was shadowing and his team of nurses and his PA to save her life. And this man was so cool, so calm, so collected. You know, she, her vitals were dropping. She, other people in the room, even some of the nurses, had really concerned looks in their face. They didn't seem too optimistic. And this man, through it all, was just cool, calm, collected. He even started, like, playing music and cracking jokes in the middle of the surgery about totally unrelated things. And he got it done. 
never broke a sweat. Everybody in the room is like about to pass out from stress and me included just watching it. And this man was unfazed. He'd probably done this surgery 10,000 times in his life and it was no different than any other time. Real one. Facts. Oh my goodness. It's like I just saw that whole scene in my head. Like man was just straight calm, not a sweat. Just chilling. Like he was cracking jokes, having a good time, laughing. Wow, man. Like even the CNA was giving like you could hear in the sound of his voice that he was getting a little more more and more urgent about the patient's vital signs and the nurse and the scrub tech and the PA they were helping him out also were sounding kind of concerned and he was just cool as can be. That's crazy, man. But going back like what we're saying, like and someone's think, gotta do it. Yeah. Like Yeah. Wow. I'm just taking it all in. And ended up I ended up having lunch with him. I think it was the same day or maybe the day after. And I was just like, you know, I noticed you really stay cool under pressure. Like, how do you do it? And his response to me was, well, in surgery, as long as it's not an aorta, if you do something wrong, you stick your finger on it and you figure out how to fix it and you fix it. Mm. You know, like there are basically what he's saying, how you can translate it to real life is there are very, very few problems that you can't fix. So if you have a problem that it seems like you can't fix, stick your finger on it. In other words, like stop for a second, reevaluate the situation, see your options are, use your training and your knowledge and your prior experience to find a solution and execute it. I like that. Because really, like, what else can you do? No, you're exactly right, man. I mean, he was exactly right. Like, you could compare that to life. For sure. Right. So, like, you nick someone's aorta, like, they're done. I yeah. get it. But there's a reason why you have these guys go through so much training so stuff like that yep. doesn't happen. Ah, man. What an opportunity for you, though, to experience all that, for sure. And through me working at Porsche, we have many clients who are doctors. I probably have two dozen phone numbers in my phone who have all told me, you know, whenever you have time off from school or work, just phone and call me, and you, I'd be happy to have you chat at me. And they're all sorts of different specialists. You know, sports medicine, surgeons, there are different pharmacists, pediatric people. And I think I know I've touched before about like the the importance of building relationships with people who have done what you want to do. And I think that's another example of just just being nice to people and not like, again, like I said before, not expecting anything in return because I didn't treat those customers any different because I knew they were doctors. But I just kind of mentioned in conversation with them, like I would any other customer, like, hey, this is what I kind of plan on doing. And they're the ones that offered. Right. That's dope. Go in with no yeah, expectations. That's dope, bro. I mean, it's all about the hands you shake, in my opinion, in life. You know, you'll come across, you know, right. some. Well, nowadays it's the hands you fist on. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. You got some heat. Not even that. Elbows, bro. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm not flexible enough to get my elbow up that high. <laughs> You know, they dislocated his shoulder kind of hurt. Yeah, right yeah. I feel that. My shoulder Especially after all this surgery talk. I bet. But, man, like, what an opportunity, though. Like, for real. I'm really, really, really thankful. I truly am. It, it's honestly one of those things that has changed the way I see everything uh, I do. I mean, I, I, I would imagine, man, if it didn't, then, you know, I would have a little – I'll worry about you a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> hey, life. Oh, just life. It is life, really. I mean, I know we've talked about nature as metal many times, but 
If anybody in here doesn't follow Nature is Metal on Instagram, highly recommend. Go check it out. Especially if you're still listening and you could put up with that conversation I just had. Oh yeah. Then go follow Nature is Metal because it's it's for you for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's definitely. It's basically an Instagram page that like just shows real nature, like life. It's not about Winnie the Pooh and his jar of honey. No. Winnie the Pooh is a bear, and grizzly bears are savages and murder everything. And it's a real example of that. Not some Winnie the Pooh and his honey. You know? Y'all heard it from Nathan. It's not Winnie the Pooh and the honey. Like, this is straight Mufasa, Scar, getting raw. Winnie the Pooh would have eaten every single one of those animals. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're probably right. I disagree with you. But. That's why this this Tiger King man can't be doing that. They trying to Free eat Joe. Him. That's a whole, yeah, whole different topic. topic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. But yeah, man. Uh, that's me and Nathan talking about. Um, meat cutting in a way. Uh, pause. Both kind of aspects of it. Both kind of aspects of it. Um, definitely. Uh, I'm not saying take notes, but definitely like. I mean, you heard it from different perspectives for sure. Yeah. And if you have questions about either of them, either aspects, or like if you want to get plugged in with some doctors that you want to shadow, if you're a pre-med person or interested in it, oh, hit yeah. me up. If you have any meat cutting questions, hit Josh up. He's happy to talk about it. Yeah. He talks about it all the time. He, he loves what he does. And yeah. It's definitely cool. I mean, we, we both, I mean, we both like what we talk about usually on this podcast. So uh, if anybody got any questions about anything that we talked about generally in today, especially sliding in the DM. Uh, we definitely need to hear. Oh man, we need to hear opinions on that from the girls too, um, and the guys, because I'll take either one of them like questions and opinions and stuff like that in consideration. Because I know we're me and Nathan are dumb, we don't know what we're talking about. And ugly, and ugly. Um, and <laughs> we're just trying to we're just trying to figure things out, you know, one step at a time. Um, that's that's how we try to do it in life. Um, and like Nathan was saying, you can really compare anything to life that we talk about in this podcast believe it or not even though we got some that's just who we are as people though we're always doing that yeah it's just something we constantly do on a daily basis um every time we talk on a daily basis we like we just compare everything to life and what we do on a daily basis i mean simple this podcast is honestly the perfect representation of our conversations because we went from sliding in the dms to cutting people open within the span of an hour yeah like bro we go from you name it, like subject wise, dude, we can talk about it. I'm down. I mean, but that's who we. That's why we really enjoy doing that, this. That, yeah. yep, that's who we are. I mean, that's what this podcast is about. It really is. Like, there is no filter with this. This is how we are every day on a daily conversation. There is very little that we cut out, and it's usually for technical issues. Yeah. That's not because we don't want people to hear it. Exactly. Like, y'all are literally the fly in the room between our messages, like the whole nine. Like, y'all experience, like, what me and him talk about, like, 24 7. Facts. I think this was a I think this was a dope episode. I think we touched up on a lot of some nice topics, in my opinion. It might be time to uh, ejecto cuz out this episode. I think it's time to ejecto cuz. Um it's been real. Um it's always a pleasure um on this podcast <laughs> to have the conversations we do. And Facts. episode four, be tuned, because it's gonna be something real. Hey, next Monday. Next Monday. We're bringing the smoke. Be ready for it.